Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, friends. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Woo! We have so much to report. Oh, my. There's some exciting things happening at the Roaring Twenties Podcast Studio. LLC. LLC Studio. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. We're bursting to tell y'all. It's really not that big, but it's big for us. It's big for us. It's huge. Dream come true. Anyway. It feels good. It feels good. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about that. There's a lot going on and on Thursday we're talking to Kayla Quinn you guys know her from the bachelor Ben Higgins season she's also a lifestyle blogger and a content creator she is lovely you guys are gonna love her seriously it's (laughs) in the episode she was cooking and then came on and like told her all told us all about what she was doing and just we connected so quickly she has a true heart of gold like you can just tell and she she was very inspiring so so we're excited. Yes, and I love her. I love her page, her blog, her Instagram, her content. It's like very like it's aspirational, but in a very attainable way. And she's just like so cute and sweet, very positive. Like I love her vibe. And we talked to her about creativity, which I think is really interesting, especially around having blocks around creativity, especially during COVID and like feeling the need to be constantly creating in this environment that Instagram and TikTok and whatnot has created. So that was really fun to go down that path. And then we also talk about relationships and love and that kind of stuff but yeah definitely and we talk about this a little bit in the episode on Thursday but part of just like what's coming up in my head right now is in terms of creativity that like a lot of us focus on does anybody care about this like I know we're like oh not as many people are viewing my stories right now not as many people are doing this this and that so it was really interesting to hear her perspective on being creative and what it means to her because I know that I come up against that it's like do I just post something is it meaningful enough is it too much does it matter like all these questions and and we could be really hard on ourselves for that so and feeling like you need to stay relevant and feeling like because you know creativity is not meant to be forced like creativity is meant yeah. to be this like kind of like other thing Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it as like something outside of yourself that comes through you and like to feel because of like the world that Instagram and TikTok has created of like if you're not putting out constant content you're irrelevant mm-hmm. and like to force creativity into that box yeah. feels very crazy to me totally so I and I'm sure sure other people feel that way too so anyway anyway it's time it's time for <laughs> am i supposed to say the next word pride echoing me oh oh i'm sorry say four again okay four four pride and pickle Oh, I tapped out on that one. Couldn't echo. (laughs) (laughs) My pride this week, I think we have a shared pride perhaps, is that our best friend, Haley, our artistic director, is that what we call her? Yeah, she moved up. She used to be an assistant. She Mm -hmm. got a promotion now as as creative, what is it? Creative director? Artistic artistic. Same thing. Same thing. There's like a man like outside of my window. 
What what's looking he doing? He's looking at me. Are you? It's very gonna, distracting. What are you gonna do? Sure. Go away. <gasps> Don't say that, Julia. He could run into your window and kill you. No. Oh, okay. Pull on the fire escape for that. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> back, to, back to our um our assistant our assistant who got a promotion. Who got a promotion. Yep. It's really great. We pay our people really well. Just kidding. She pays for things herself. Oh my God. <laughs> she, um, she funds her own salary. <laughs> um, But Haley got us our dream. You guys have heard it here maybe 500 times on the podcast, how deeply we've wanted a neon sign. And Haley got one for us and she just worked so hard to make it perfect. It's more beautiful than like we probably could have even imagined. Oh my God. It's on this week. It was literally, I was looking up different signs. Um, I was just feeling like, I don't know. I was just feeling this like energy of, of being inspired by us and what we have and what we do. And I was like, maybe I'll just like splurge. Maybe I'll just splurge for a neon sign. And then I looked at the prices and was like, mm, not right now. Not today. Not today. And then I just left it there. And then to have that from Haley was just, there really are no words. We've said many words to her, but it, it's, we can't wait for you guys so, to see it. was so thoughtful. It's unbelievable. It so, so, so thoughtful. And it's just uh, been a, like me and Brenda have been talking so much about like since we're you know doing the YouTube now of like up leveling the look and the space and making it making it inviting for for whoever wants to come and join us there to be with us and it is gonna just like it's gonna take it to a whole new level we have so many ideas coming for for the video stuff and it's really exciting yeah this is the year of roaring 20s podcast you heard it here first um so just remember that (laughs) and my pickle let's see my pickle is mm, i don't want to make it like too dark but i've just like been very like taken back by the whole idea i hate oh my god i hate to say this with like the idea of like death in general and like illness and just like getting older and like all these like very interesting not interesting saying it's sad things but like part of the cycle of life and um I've been and unfortunately a lot of people have had to think about that more this more year this year I've- yeah for sure and I, I think I've just been thinking about like how sad it is that like with uh, the virus and all that that people aren't able to like fully spend their last moments with people that they love and it, it's just it's it's sad so I know that's like a really deep dark pickle but it's just something I've been thinking about and um in a in a positive light I've been very grateful for like all the opportunities that I've had for the people I've connected with for having you know been surrounded by so many people I love in my life and yeah I'm just like sending so much love to anyone that's had to grapple with that this year because it's very very tough and um um, yeah, I'm just sending you guys love, but Julia, please take it away. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of love to anybody who, you know, has lost someone this year in general. It's never easy. And um, absolutely. Yeah, and definitely. And I think it's also really hard to know, like, there's nothing you can really do. And I'm, I'm sharing this, I think it might be relevant to people. It's like for someone, for people who are like fixers and empathetic and all that stuff, which we are, it's like we want to give so much to people who are hurting, but there, there are just some circumstances that there's like no right thing to do. There's no exact way to go about it. All you can do is be there for people and and show your love just like we're doing. So if you are in a place right now where you're like, how can I support people that are hurting um, or people during a hard times, just know that like your energy and your presence and your love is enough and you'll figure the rest out along the way. Mm, Thanks for sharing that, bud. Yeah. Your turn. Um, Okay. So yeah. So my pride is the same as Brenda's. I'm going to echo that. We're very excited. We're very grateful to have people in our life lives that care so much about us and believe in 
what we do. And like, that is so cool. Like, I don't know. I think it's really like Brenna said before about putting out stuff. And it's like, does anybody care about this? I, I think that way a lot of like, in terms of creative support and like to have people in our life that really do like support this weird thing that we're doing, like feels so it's the best feeling in the world. It's the best feeling ever. And, and Haley said specifically too, is she's like, yes, like this is because you're my best friends, but it's also because I, I believe wholeheartedly in what you're doing. And that was really cool. It was the most meaningful thing. Like it's, it's, un, it's an unmatched feeling to have someone believe in your mm-hmm. vision as well. So yeah. that's really, really cool. Yeah. Very grateful. Very grateful. And we got, and also we know we're not on YouTube right now, but that's because we're saving the tube for something fucking awesome. So just wait. <laughs> yeah, there's construction happening. Under construction. Under construction. YouTube page under construction. We'll be back on <laughs> Thursday. But on Thursday, it won't be fully, it won't be constructed, but next week it will be. It will be. Okay. And your pick, girl? Okay, here it goes. My pickle. Uh-oh, I'm scared. Here's here's where it goes. So, you know that I love Love Island. I watch a lot of Love Island. It's my guilty pleasure. I have watched every season of Love Island UK, and now I've moved on to Love Island Australia. Um, So on Love Island, all the girls are always wearing, like, these really cute bikinis. And I was like damn, I want a cute bikini. So I went looking, you know, on the internet. Keep in mind, I have absolutely zero money. Like I am broke. Like I have no money to be spending frivolously. Um, And I found this bikini that was like so cute. It was like $140, which like no, I can't buy that. So, you know, I like put it in my car and then I like X'd it out and then I put it in my cart again and then I X'd it out and then I put it in my cart again and then I X'd it out and then I put it in my cart again and I was like, Julia, should you just get it? Like you really want it. Even though um, I live in New York and it's January and I have nowhere to wear this. Like I have, I have no travel plans. It's COVID. Like I'm not going anywhere. I live in New York. It's the month of January. I have nowhere to wear such such a thing so it will come and sit in my drawer for oh, you ordered it. dollars well you'll see so if i were to order it this is my thought process like yes i really want this but i can't afford it and i have nowhere to wear it so there's absolutely no reason to buy it so ghost i'm telling a story uh, so i was like you can't buy it you can't buy it you have nowhere to wear this you live in new york it's january you have no travel plans and you're broke. And you're broke. <laughs> but, but then I thought to myself, Julia, you absolutely should buy this because in buying this, you are manifesting wealth and travel in your life. Oh. So I totally convinced myself that by buying this bathing suit was me <laughs> manifesting wealth and travel in my life so that is some straight up psychosis right there no it is beautiful but also a slippery slope slippery slope to believe to convince myself that i was buying this for the right reasons which would be to manifest great things in my life which like i don't really know if that's how this works like i don't know if that's how this works so um i did buy it for those reasons and those reasons alone in that i'm manifesting wealth and and travel in my life and then so yeah that all happened and then I um ordered a second one Julia what are you serious did you (laughs) even get the first one 
second one was only $40. Was there a deal? No, this was from a different website. So you developed a new desire for bikinis. So I ordered two bikinis. I have nowhere to wear them. We're going to have to do like a a bikini party in my basement or something. I think so. I am floored at you. I cannot believe that that was your your go-to. Oh, $140 hairs. Let's get another one. Let's get it. And then let's get another one. But can you believe that I convinced myself that by ordering it, I was manifesting wealth and travel in my life? I on- I honestly love that, but I also am scared to take that on because I probably will, and I already spend enough money as it is. <laughs> I, I don't usually do that. Like I'm usually oh, pretty don't. good about not ordering the thing on the internet. Um, Something about it. I can't believe how deeply. I think more the psychosis lies within the depth in which you're influenced by Love Island. By Love Island, yeah, yeah, so it's bad. Yeah. I'm watching way, way too much Love Island. <laughs> Wow, thank you for sharing. Honestly, maybe someone's really gonna gonna feel like you you hit home there. Do we think that wealth and vacation is gonna come into my life now? I do. I do think that. Okay. I so do. Worth th- it. It's worth it. Yeah. When and am I gonna wear these bathing suits? If you try it on, if they have a good return policy and you don't love it, you better return it. Yeah, yeah. I checked the return policy. Great return policy. So like, I can totally return it. But you know, it's a slippery slope. I have to say, if you don't want to spend all your money on bikinis, don't start watching oh, Love Island, especially <laughs> if you live in a cold area in the middle of the winter. And that's that. And that's that on that. Wow, I was not expecting it to go there, and I'm glad it did. A little stressed. I really I hope I did it. that. I know. I've honestly done that before with the Toluca swim line. I spent one hundred and fifty dollars on on their bathing suit. It was gorgeous. But then I I got it. I tried it on. And I was like, I don't need this. I even got a matching scrunchie. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I, yeah, I wanted a what is it like? Not it's not called a sachet. What is it like? The no, skirt, I think it is a skirt you tie. No, that's not what. Oh it is. no, sachet is a dance move, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a twirl. No, Julia, a sachet um, is this. Oh, oh, it's something of like a hop and a skip. <laughs> well, that was a sachet ball change. <laughs> oh, kickball change. Right, right, right. No, sachet ball change. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that one. Not a sachet. I don't know what it's called either. <laughs> well, the, anyway, that little skirt that you tie around the bottom. But I didn't buy that because I was like, you don't need this. Because you're disciplined. Because I am disciplined. I just think that I can't believe that I went and bought a second one. I know that's the piece that gets me more than anything. Because I like bought this one and I was like, I re- we're going on about this for way too long. Okay, so okay. I, like, I really love this bathing suit. I'm going to buy it. But then in my brain, I was like, but I really want a red bathing suit because the one I bought was black. Mm. And I was like, but I really want a red bathing suit because the one girl that I really like on Love Island right mm. now, she always wears red bathing suits. And I was like, I want a red bathing suit. So then Isn't I went and I found crazy? a red one. No, well, like how much the way like someone else even influences you, like the fact that you got that because you love the way that another woman wears it yeah I was like she looks great in a red bikini I want a red bikini I want it because I will look great in a red bikini wow who's gonna see me in it absolutely no one because it's gonna be in my drawer do you have do you have a shirt to wear to my birthday like probably not I should just wear a bikini to your birthday in the igloo that makes total sense great idea makes perfect sense that's why you got your purchase that's why I got it to wear it to um your birthday in February in New York in an igloo 100% 100% it makes perfect sense <laughs> great I'm so glad I know where I'm gonna wear it great great 
We found something. We found it something worth your money. Worth my money. Anyway, now I keep thinking about creativity. Your thoughts. It feels fresh. Yeah. Just that whole idea that we talked about in the beginning about like, does what I'm doing or say like what I'm saying really matter? Because I feel like it's such a silly thing. But the fact that you could see and I don't look at this often, don't get me wrong. But I do sometimes like that you the fact that you could see how many people looked at your stories. And then those numbers change from one day to another. And when they change, it's hard not to internalize it as do people not care about what I'm doing or what I'm saying? Are they getting annoyed with me? Even like sharing so much about the podcast um whatever and then it's so weird that like there's so much validation and when people participate in our polls I'm like oh my god and people are like influenced by by what we say I don't know it's just this weird thing because I think it subconsciously unless you're like actually thinking about it does kind of play in role a, a role in how you see yourself or how you see the impact you're making it's so crazy because I feel like once you let go of those thoughts even if it's for a moment it, those negative thoughts, you just create so much better. And again, I'm, I don't do this all the time. Obviously, do I know this is a big realm of your expertise, but even something as simple as like posting stuff on our Instagram, like I think it was yesterday, I just like had this thought about our future self and like made this very simple thing about like a message from your future self. And then as opposed to overcomplicating it, I just started writing like some things that I was thinking. And then I felt so, so good about it because I wasn't worried about all these external things. I was just like, what do I think that, what do I need to hear right now? And what do I think someone else needs to hear? Absolutely. And I mean, that's how creativity is supposed to live. It's, you know, that's why it's creativity. Like it's not meant to be, you know, a fine tuned, polished thing that fits into a certain box. Like it's coming from you or your genius or whatever it is that you believe, you know, and manifesting to create something you know, for other people to experience and enjoy. And I agree with you in the sense of like, I totally like hate posting about the podcast, even though I love our podcast and I want people to listen to it. I'm like, does anybody fucking care? Like I hate posting about it. Cause I'm like, who am I to like post about my podcast? Like such like an imposter syndrome type of thing. And I feel that way with my acting work as well. Like I almost never post anything about my acting work because I'm like, who cares? Like, you know, like, does anybody care about this other than me? And like, it feels so self-indulgent mm-hmm. and I hate that feeling. Um, but on the other hand, I know from a business mindset, you know, like that's my creative artist side. And then like my business side is like, but you have to, like, you have to share your work if you want people to see your work. And like, you create work to for other people to see it, to share it with, to create, you know, some sort of empathetic connection through whatever medium that is, whether it's the podcast or, or my acting work. And I know that that's my purpose. Like I know my purpose is to like, my purpose in life is to like tell stories in order to create empathetic connection in order to create like a more beautiful world. Like, and whether that's like through podcast storytelling or through acting storytelling, like I know that's my purpose. And I know that unless I share it, no one else is going to see it. And then I'm not fulfilling my purpose. But at the same time, I'm like, bleh. 100%. That was so beautifully put. I love your purpose. I love the way you word it and the way that it makes you feel and how important it is to you. And it's so true. And I think so many people run into this because it's this like conflict of like, like values or conflict of norms or stuff like that, because it's like, I'm fucking proud of this. I'm really, I love this. And sometimes even I'm really fucking good at this, but there's this piece that's like, but what if I'm not? 
what if, you know, I'm secretly not and nobody's told me what if, um, you know, this is embarrassing or someone sees it differently. And there's just all these things of, I think it comes back a little bit to that confidence piece that we talk about that confidence is so admirable, but then there's this little piece of like, what if, what if this display of confidence display, what display of confidence, um, is being misinterpreted as like cocky or like in a negative way. And it's, it's crazy because it's really a lot of different conflicting thoughts in our heads that just make it so much harder to actually do what you love because there's so many little blockages in the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's something that I definitely struggle with as well. Yeah. And also like wanting your work to be wanting your work to be valuable and add value. Like that's something that's very big for me. Like I never want to put out something that's not, you know, adding some sort of value and the value can be on a lot of things. Like it could be just entertainment or it could be just, you know, whatever. But I think about that a lot of like not putting something out there to put something out there like that. It that it, it should be valuable in some yeah. in some way. Definitely. But also something that has been on my mind a lot, which I brought up before, is like this thought, because of like the kind of culture that TikTok and Instagram have created about this like short form content that goes by algorithm, like it makes me sad for creativity in a sense of because if you want to keep up with like the algorithm or stay relevant that you need to be constantly putting out content and that makes me really sad because like that's not how creativity works and like yes sometimes creativity can really flourish inside a container and inside a a a constraint totally true but I know a lot of artists who feel like am I an artist if I can't constantly produce Mm -hmm. and like that's not your job your job as an artist is not to constantly produce like your job is to create work you know, meaningful, good work, like whatever, in whatever that means. And like, so I know a lot of my acting friends who, especially because like that, that type of work, like storytelling in that medium doesn't really, it doesn't flourish in like a short, as much in like that kind of short form content, such whereas like comedy really does or like other stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just something I've been thinking about. Yeah, for sure. No. And I think that you bring up such a good point about like adding value and wanting to add value. And I think a lot of people do feel that like I know that even with ourselves like we came up against this Juliet I told you the truth I was like I don't feel inclined to post on our page because I'm scared that what I'm saying or what we're saying isn't valuable enough not that it's not valuable at all but isn't valuable enough isn't hitting home and then now that we're just kind of like free-flowing and being real and authentic with like maybe thoughts that are in our heads or things we're curious about about our audience like so many more people are engaging with us because and it's funny because we have all these constraints but when we really choose the authentic side, people respond so much better. And that goes along with the algorithm thing is I think sometimes we do not fully, but uh, we're inclined to kind of cater to a specific type of audience or to share our content in a specific way, because we know that's what will get the most feedback or what will get the most things seen, which doesn't make people inauthentic. But I think it just like kind of shifts the way we go about things because right, well, there's two sides. There's two yeah. sides to when you want to make a creative pursuit, a career or a job. You know, because you have to have the creative brain and then you have to have the business brain. And like the only way to make a creative endeavor a career is if you are able to combine the two. And like that gets really hard sometimes because then you could feel like you're betraying your creativity or you can feel like you're betraying your business side, you know, like and that's that's hard to find the balance in. 
Definitely. I've been thinking about that a lot. I've been thinking a lot about identity and values and how having conflicting things or things that feel conflicting can really like, I don't know, cause cause a lot of emotion and confusion because when there are these two strong pieces of ourselves, like I know I come up against this when it comes to like grit and grace, right? And I love to marry those two things. But, you know, in terms of like the two things that Julia and I score really high on on the Enneagram, I'm not a professional, but I just know the three part of us is very very goal-oriented and the two part of us is very empathetic and there are circumstances it's hard it's so fucking hard and there are circumstances in which like those two things conflict so much because it's like okay is my goal more important or is you know maybe this relationship with this person which it sounds fucked up saying it in that capacity but I can't tell you how many situations I've come up against where I'm like you know where do I go when these two things conflict or even with like compassion towards ourselves right when do we fight this like grace piece and and focus on the goal you know it's just all these things so I love that you bring that up in terms of being creative and the business side because there are so many different choices that come up in that way but Ju for any like fellow creators what are some tools that keep you going like what are some tools that keep you like grounded in your purpose yeah I think believing in your talent is really big and really hard Especially like if you feel like on day, especially on days that you're feeling uncreative, like those are the days that are the hardest when, when you're just like, oh, I don't feel creative. I don't feel like working on my craft. I don't feel like, you know, like, and then you're like, why, why don't I feel this way? I must not be good enough or I must not want it enough or I must not, you know, then you kind of judge yourself for that. But I think cultivating a strong belief in your talent. Um, and that for me is a conversation almost every day, like to, to have to remind myself that like, there is a reason I'm doing this. It's it's deeply rooted in purpose. I know that's my purpose. And like, here's examples of all the times that like have shown that you do have talent and that like you should keep pursuing this and like setting that up for yourself. And that literally it's a conversation I have every day because self-doubt is something that I struggle with a lot in terms of my talent and creativity and career. And so it's a conversation that I'm constantly needing to have myself to like remind myself like, no, like, you know, your purpose, this is your purpose, you know, your, you know, your talent and believing in that. And what I brought up about Elizabeth Gilbert before, that's something that really helps me, especially on the days that I'm feeling uncreative is she says, she does this whole, in her TED talk, everybody should watch. It's called The Elusive Creative Genius. And she talks about, I think I've mentioned this before, how like genius is, creative genius is something outside of us. Like we are not our, our creative genius. Like Uh, my talent is not Julia. Julia is not my talent. Like that's something outside of me that comes through me and I get to channel that. And I love that because it disassociates like your worth with how creative you are that day or that week or that year, because it's so easy. I think I know for me and I, I would say for other artists that I know as well, it's so easy to put your worth into your work and to be able to separate that in a way and like have that thought of like okay this is something outside of me that like I get to channel and like I can't I can't pull it to me like it's like trying to like get like you know like trying to like get someone to come with you when they don't want to come with you like you can't like pull it along like it has to come when it when it's ready to and there's certain things that you can do to like open the space to allow it to come like continue practicing, continuing self-love, continuing push, like, you know, catering, 
taking care of those negative thoughts, continuing to put your spa- yourself in spaces that are inspirational and creative, surrounding yourself with people that inspire you, that encourage you to want to create. Like it opens that void in a way for the creative genius to like want to come more. So like yeah. that's what I do when I feel really uncreative, like and I'm beating myself up. I'm like, okay, I can either sit here and beat myself up and try to get it to come to me mm-hmm. or I can like take care of myself in whatever way that might be, and then put myself in a situation that allows for inspiration and creativity, whether that's like hopping on the phone with a collaborator that I like, or like going to my acting class or signing up for a workshop or, you know, like stuff like that in terms of, in terms of acting stuff. Yeah. Sorry. That was really long. No, no. I I absolutely loved it. I I could let you keep going forever and ever. I loved it. And I I loved it because I think it's a really, this is something you deal with every single day. And we talk about so many things on the podcast. And of course the aspects of your work do creep into the podcast, but it's not something we focus on, focus on. So I think it gives people a lot of perspective on not only a huge piece of who you are and what you do and what you experience, but I also think it's just very relevant because it that in itself demonstrates how impactful self-love and self-care and and uh, like alignment in general makes on the way that you show up and the way that you care for yourself. So I'm curious to you when you're having days that you're not creative or not, not feeling creative. I know you shared all of your awesome practices, but when do you know when it's time to like slow down and do that like inner type of work and when do you decide to push past it and like you know like do the work I guess that's such a good question because I do believe very much in like the sense of like a body in motion stays in motion and I do very much for me most of the time of like hmm it's that's really it's a really good question because it's really hard because I I think I constantly try to stay in motion in whatever way that might be and on some days that's on some days that's showing up to my acting class or answering one email and some days that's you know doing all of this incredible work and like whatever it is but I do I do for the most part try to stay in motion even when I don't feel good about it and if and if on that day it's just one email acknowledging like that that is still motion like it's not a lot it's not as much as you want to do in your brain but like it is still motion yes um and that is something that I I think is important. Like, and you have to be kind to yourself. Like, you have to not beat yourself up. And I beat myself up all the fucking time. All the time. I could be doing more. I could be doing this. Like, blah, blah, blah. But trying to be kind with yourself of, like, motion is motion. Like, as long as you're not stopping, you're good. So I would say that I don't ever feel like I totally stop. I try to stay in motion and it's really that mean that could mean one fucking email that day like that's mm-hmm. it but giving myself grace and like if that's if a day if it's one of those days that it's just that just being being kind to yourself and listening to yourself like i think there's i think what we talk about intuition all the time. Like I think if you sit with yourself for a second and this is what I do on those days, a lot of the times when I'm waking up and I'm feeling super uncreative, like first I do my morning routine, which which totally allows me to be better throughout the day. But if I've done that and I'm still feeling bad, like I think sitting with yourself and asking yourself, are you in the space to push today? Or do you really need today for rest or rejuvenation or compassion or to focus on something else? And I think like really at doing the practices that you have, for me, Mm -hmm. doing my morning routine, 
starting my day like that, you know, pushing past that first precipice. And then once I've done that, being like, okay, I've done that. Now I can be honest with myself of like, are you ready to push today? Or are or do you really need today to just do the one email and then be kind to yourself? Yeah. So I would say that like, at, you know, doing the your tools, your practices, and then sitting with yourself and really asking yourself and you'll know the answer. Yeah. How has I feel like you've had a big evolution over the past few months, especially and then just like since we've grown into our 20s and adulthood? How do you feel like encompassing like new tools and like learning about actual alignment and really getting clear on the type of woman that you want to be and what you want to bring to the world. How has that shaped the way you show up in acting? How has that made you a better actor and all that? Brenda, where are these questions coming from? I'm not sure. I love them. The, my, my creativity is coming her creativity from the is channeling her, her, her genius is coming through her. But I will <laughs> say like, a, to say on the thing about a body in motion stays in motion, so often, I know you and me, before we start to podcast, we're like, oh, it's been a long day. I have all this going on. Like, oh. right now, we're not feeling super creative. But once we get going, we're going. Like, we're going. I would say nine times out of 10, when we show up in the not in it space, nine yeah. times out of 10, by the end, we're like, yeah, let's do more. Like, let's, like, let's- I would say 10 out of 10, honestly. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because a body motion stays in motion. And it's just like, Sometimes you just got to give yourself that little push and, and it's harder to do alone. It's much better when you have people to do it with, which is why I said, like, I'll go to my class or I'll sign up for a workshop or I'll call some, or I'll call a collaborator because it's so much harder to do on your own. And like, we've experienced that so many times of coming here and being like, nah, we're not in the mood and then being like, so hyped <laughs> so hyped, and that genius is flowing through because we opened the space for it to come yeah so in terms of like you know getting more authentic with myself how that's affected my artist I think that you know it's hard because again I don't I have not mastered self-doubt I've not mastered conquering self-doubt in any way shape or form but I think I've gotten better of at, at grounding it when in, instead of letting it get out of control, where I think I used to let it get out of control a lot more. And now when I, when it starts, I'm much better at recognizing it mm. and much better at recognizing like, okay, this is self-doubt. Like this is ego. This doesn't really have to do with like you or your actual talent or your timeline. Like, so I'm better at recognizing it and then grounding it in a sense of like, when it gets really bad of like, okay, you know, this isn't serving you, like, go move your body or, like, go meditate or go, you know, do something else. I think that's been the biggest piece of just being able to recognize it and stop it from getting out of control, whereas I think I would allow myself to, like, spiral a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Definitely. No, I think that's really valuable, Ju. And I think that, yes, we're talking about like Julia's specific experiences, which I think are so impactful and insightful. But I really feel and hope that everyone sees how much this can be applied to so many different facets of life. Oh my like God, anything. If anything. you're a business owner, if you're yeah. you a project at work. Yeah. And I think it's because we attach, we're like, oh, I'm having a negative thought. Like, is there, we either think like, is there a deeper meaning to this? Or we spiral to more negative thoughts. And it's just like, I love the way you worded it was perfect that you have a deeper self-awareness. So you notice when it happens and you've just like, maybe not mastered, but 
really gotten a lot better at grounding yourself and, and pushing them away. It doesn't mean they don't happen, but I think that's where we get stuck sometimes is like you do work and then you're like, well, shit, I'm still having these negative thoughts. I'm still having these doubts. Like, what does this mean? Why is this still happening? As opposed to, I think life in general is about like continuing to find ways to ground yourself and to, to more often than not choose to push away things that don't serve you and to keep and hold close to you things that do. So I think it's so relevant and something that I find very interesting. I know we joke about like the accountant and stuff like that, the accountant Mm -hmm. job versus the acting job, Mm -hmm. but what's something that you've kind of like channeled when it comes to like people that don't fully understand what you do or why you do it? How have you like, I guess, learned to like not take that personally and I guess give other people grace for not fully getting it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like how have you worked through that? It does make sense. I think every artist struggles with that, that people, when in because if you don't know someone that's an artist like many people's and this is the thing about what you do when the world can see the world can see the accomplishment like we talk about this all the time like what you can show versus like the actual work you're doing like the person that has is in a place in their career that like gets to show like the trailer to the movie that the movie that they just shot and like something attainable like all of the work that went into getting to that place whether it was four years of conservatory or 10 years of auditioning or or you know uh two years of shooting the film like you don't get to share all that stuff because that stuff's not fancy and glittery and fun and like people just see the trailer for the movie that you just shot with brad pitt i don't know like it's that thing of like that just doesn't just appear like that doesn't just happen like all of this work needs to go into it before it and like everybody's process and timeline is going to be different when it comes to that but so it is that thought of like what you can share versus like all the you know and like to get to that was like much less than all the stuff that you had to do before then so it's funny to me when people kind of just expect for that to like happen and like how do you expect that to happen without like all this other shit first and so it, it is funny to me and I think just like realizing that of like and like hearing people's stories of like oh like to stay to stay I think inspired like to hear like everybody's stories of that everybody's timeline is different and like like oh Meryl Streep you couldn't get an agent for like five years you couldn't get a job for like 10 years and now you're Meryl Streep like you know like I think it's like like um, keeping it real in a sense of like not letting the highlight reel influence your the way you're thinking. Totally. Yeah, Drew, because I think we we come up against that all the time. Like all we see is this thing that looks like an overnight success and like right. you don't see this and business it's that's almost never, Right. It's almost never. maybe once once sometimes people get lucky, like for yeah. sure happens, but almost never is that what happens. And then in response to like how to deal with like other people, I just think like it's hard because especially as someone who likes to impress other people, that's certainly hard. And I think it comes back to belief in yourself because like, if you don't believe in you, like how are you going to convince anybody else to? And it's also not my job to convince anybody else to believe in me. Like it's not my job. Like my job is to do my job. And like, if you don't think it's, you know, if you think I'm going to fail or you think it's invaluable, like, okay, that's on you. Like, and I think that comes with like age of getting better at that because I think I totally did not used to think that way. I used to think like, oh my God, I have to show them that that they can believe in me. I have to show them that I'm good, that this is going to be something. And like, I totally 
used to think that way. And now, and it goes back to getting more authentic with myself of like, this is what I want to do. I know I'm fucking good at it. I know it brings value. I know it's my purpose. And like, if you don't see that, like, all right, not my problem. Julia, I am so glad that we had this conversation. I feel like it is going to bring people so much value. I know we say that a lot. That's one of our little taglines, but I really, really believe it. And every aspect of it from admitting, being honest about like, I did not always think that way. I really struggled with feeling like I had to prove something to people because I think people constantly feel that way. Like they have to prove that they're good enough at this, that they're healthy enough, that they're, you know, okay with their mental health enough. And and just like how interesting the amount of times that we feel like we have to prove things to others, it just makes us focus on ourselves less. So it's been so cool to watch, even without knowing the deep ins and outs of your brain when you like first started with this career and all that stuff it's been really cool to watch like your self-belief grow and I know that you struggle with it and I know that it's like one of the topics that you kind of for someone that's so open and so vulnerable when it comes to sharing the deepest pieces of your heart and your and your mind when it comes to how you feel about yourself in relation to your career I know it's something you process on your own more than you do even with like your best friends in the world Mm -hmm. so um, I'm really glad that you shared all of this with us because I think I just think that no matter what career you're in, no matter what place in your life, relationship, whatever, like it's so relevant. And it's such a beautiful reminder to know too, that like things don't happen overnight for everyone. And that every little thing that you do along the way in your journey plays a role. And the most important piece is to be kind to yourself. And it's like, it's because or else if if you are not your own cheerleader, which it doesn't mean you're going to be 100% of the time, like how do you expect to keep yourself going? You know, if you're putting, I always think of the analogy of like type of gas you put in your tank. Like how do you expect to last such a long time in whatever it is that you're doing if you're constantly fueling yourself with all this negative energy? Like that's going all through your system. Sugar. I will say that it's really hard to do on your own. So like the my biggest piece of advice would be like find community mm-hmm. to hold you up when you can't. Like I am my, my acting coach that I work with, like we have class twice a week and that community of artists has been the biggest blessing I think in my entire life life because it is a community where we all like cheer each other on. We celebrate each other's successes. We are there to say, I feel that way too when you're feeling down or burnt out or, you know, stuck. So I would say like, I I don't know where I would be if I was trying to do it alone. Like find community in whatever aspect that is for whatever it is that you're needing support on or dealing with. Like it is my biggest, biggest, biggest piece of advice of like, you need to surround yourself with, with good community that's going to keep you inspired that's going to keep you feeling less alone that's going to keep you going and and like Brenna said like be kind to yourself not every day you're gonna you know write a Nobel winning book yeah not every and day like, to yourself when you're not automatically kind to yourself I think that's like the biggest one because it's so easy to go down this rabbit hole of like you know everything so to to choose being kind to yourself even when you don't feel like you deserve it totally and that's hard man it's not always easy we're not good at it all the time either but but I do I we I have to give you and I have to give myself credit and everyone who's taking steps to to be more aware of these things that like it does play a role and we've seen it firsthand in our lives so thanks for 
yeah. And I wanted to echo something you said before, Brenda, about the little things that like little things really do add up to the big things. And it's funny because it's funny that you say that because I keep the past like three days, I keep seeing things about that keep saying like just the little things, like keep doing the little things, like it's all good. That's gonna each little step, like brick by brick, is gonna build the house eventually. And it's funny that you bring it up because like literally for the past three days, that's all of the the content that I've been seeing, you know, like when you're like scrolling through astrology stuff on Instagram or like whatever, like that's, that's the message that I've been getting the past couple of days. And I think it's really true. And it's like, you know, we talk about it all the time here, timeline, timeline, we want to be at a certain place at a certain point in our life in any aspect of our life, but we can't force that. And it really is just doing the little things. It's the staying in motion. It's the brick by brick. Eventually you will build the house. Like you might not build the house tomorrow. You might not build the house by the age that you want the house built. But if you keep doing the little things, if you keep showing up, if you keep that self-belief up, you will eventually build the house. And people can like look at your house and be like, oh my God, it's taking her forever to build that house. But then you're going to be living in this gorgeous, beautiful house that you built by hand. And then people are going to be like, can I come over? And you're going to be like, yes, you can. Yes. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. And I love that it ties to expectation. I think that's where we get stuck when we have that expectation of things to go a certain way. And then what happens doesn't align with the expectation. We're like, well, shit, something's wrong with me. But I love that having the expectation and knowing that things are going to take time and whatever may happen, you will work with what comes. And again, having that deep belief that everything is happening for us, best case scenario, every day and every way. And if you're feeling uncreative, down, burnt out, stuck, like giving up, girl, we've been there. <laughs> we are still we'll be there again. We're with you. You're not alone and you can absolutely push past it. You absolutely can. We believe in you and whatever you're doing in your journey, we're here to support you through the good, through the hard and everything in between. You are not alone. Mm-mm. You're also a 10, a 10, a 10 baby. I love it. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.